This is NTL Now, your Northern Tier League sports podcast. NTL Now is brought to you by Circle W Sports, the new name in the game for high school sports. The NTL Now podcast is also brought to you by Endless Mountains Brace and Mobility, Max Driving Academy, Jimmy's Park Hotel, Mansfield University, and Thompson Sports and Apparel. Now let's join the host of NTL Now, here's Shane Wilbur. It has been a week of NTL Sports Happenings, and wow, what a week it has been. And we've got it all to recap and preview for more coming up here as the uh, playoffs are now here for us. Shane Wilbur, glad to be back with you. Thank you so much again for tuning in, no matter how you are doing it along whatever platform you have definitely like it as much as we can all right so as we dive in here to this week folks i gotta tell you we have got all kinds of activity to cover of course remember last week it was rivalry week for ntl football and boy oh boy did we have some good ones on the slate it was wet it was wild it was muddy it was all kinds of activity congratulations going out to the wellsboro hornets they come away with the jones trophy the tawanda the Black Knights. Kudos to Coach Dossie and that staff coming away with their first win of the season and man did they get it on the biggest night of the year for them as they are able to wrangle away the bronze helmet uh, for another season. Of course uh, in other action the Athens Wildcats they reclaim the rusty rail defeating Sayre and then of course uh, on our Wiggle 100 game of the week last Friday night the Canton Warriors uh, come away with the big win over the Troy Trojans in the old shoe and uh, I'll tell you what uh, for all of those high school football players last week in the Northern Tier League that were out and about on those rivalry fields let me tell you those are going to be some memories that uh, uh, those kids are never going to forget, that is for sure. So uh, glad those kids were able to go out, uh, make some memories, have some fun, get some wins, and now onward we go into the District 4 playoffs uh, coming up here this week. Uh, coming up uh, a little bit later on in the podcast, obviously we are going to dive into some NTL, uh, or excuse me, District 4 football playoff talk. Uh, we're going to do that with head coach Jack Young from the Athens Wildcats. We're going to preview the Wildcats matchup with Montoursville. We'll talk with Coach Young about some of the other area teams as well. That will be in the playoff picture this week too. So yes, definitely uh, plenty of football talk coming up here. Uh, in just a little while on the podcast too. But as we uh, are looking at some other big playoff matchups this week, we've got District 4 volleyball action on the horizon this week too. Championship finals in Class A and Double A. Uh, we've got some uh, feelers out right now to see if we can get uh, head coach Sheila Alexander from Canton. Canton, of course, will be opposed by Gailton in the Class A final on Thursday night. And new coach for the North Penn Liberty Lady Mounties, uh, Mitch Stetter. we got some feelers out to him as well, so hopefully we'll get the uh, volleyball conversations going as well here for the District 4 Volleyball Championships coming up later this week. And, of course, country on the horizon this week, too, with the state cross-country meet. Uh, hopefully we'll get an opportunity to talk with Wyalusen coach Jim Schools this week as well. Him and I, we've just been playing phone tag so hopefully uh, we'll be able to get this one squared away uh, coming up here this week as well all right uh, as we keep rolling on here in this edition of the NTL now podcast uh, definitely want to give some credit some kudos to all of our area soccer teams for the great run they had here not only into the regular season but also uh, for being able to compete in the district four playoffs as well unfortunately uh, for a lot of our teams uh, the run for soccer has come to a close. The Northeast Bradford boys were our last remaining team alive in the playoffs and uh, they were defeated earlier this week by Southern Columbia. So congratulations uh, to all of our area teams uh, for a great year uh, in NTL soccer and uh, kudos to all those teams who were able to qualify for the District 4 playoffs as well. But as we continue with some soccer talk, I uh, want to give a quick uh, shout out 
And quick tip of the cap to the NTL Girls Soccer All-Stars. Now, these were released uh, a little bit later on uh, after I'd already had the podcast recorded last week, so we didn't really get a chance to touch on those uh, leading into last week's playoffs. But the uh, NTL All-Stars for Girls Soccer uh, were released uh, late last week, so let's quickly get into the all-star team here for girls soccer. Uh, congratulations going out to the Lady Trojan senior Emmy Ward as she was named as the player of the year this year for girls soccer. Also, congratulations going out to Coach Wayne Pratt and his staff as they were named the coaching staff of the year this year for girls soccer as well uh, en route to their league championship uh, in the Northern Tier League. Other top awards this year in NTL Girls Soccer, Tawanda's Portia Bennett was named Defensive Player of the Year, while Athens' Hannah Walker was named Offensive Player of the Year. First team honors for Girls Soccer goes to Troy's Addie Parker, Wyalusing's Olivia Haley and Olivia Spencer, and Athens' Allie Thoman uh, wins uh, the uh, first team honors as well uh, for the offensive side. Midfielders for the uh, NTL Girls team were Hannah Walker, Walker, Troy's Kaylin Pine and Camille McRoberts, while Lucing's Layla Botts and Athens Addison Wheeler. Defenders are Emmy Ward uh, as well as Portia Bennett, Troy's Grace Sherman and Athens Cadence Massick. And finally, it was Wyalusing goalie Pearl O'Connor who was named the goalie of the year to round out the first team All-Stars for girls soccer. Second team honors this year for the NTL girls side goes to Northeast Bradford's Kaylee Thoman and Melanie Shumway, along with Williamson's Ruby Sherman and Chelsea Hungerford. They make up the second team offense. Midfielders on the second team, Northeast Bradford's Kiara Thoman, Tawanda's Anna Dunn, Troy's Annalise Jatola, Williamson's Jade Codwell, and North Penn Mansfield's Madeline Morgan. And defenders for the second team are Wyalusing's Marissa Johnson, Northeast Bradford's Michaela Post and Maisie Newber, Williamson's Maddie Millard and Athens' Tegan Williams, Wellsboro's Lily Abbeville, Wellsboro's Lilia Body is the second team goalie to round out the NTL Girls Soccer All-Stars. So congratulations going out to all of our soccer All-Stars this year for the North. Congratulations all of you on a great season. And once we get the release of the NTL Boys All-Stars, we'll be glad to uh, bring those along to you as well here on the podcast at a future edition. All right, so as I said, it is a busy week here on the NTL Now podcast. We've still got volleyball. We've still got football to talk about as well. And and speaking of pigskin, hey, we're going to preview that next because coming up in just a little bit, we're going to talk with Athens head coach Jack Young as they get ready for the upcoming showdown with Montoursville on Friday night. We'll have that coming up after this quick timeout right here on the NTL Now podcast. Growing up in a small town. It's important to get your name out there if you want to play at the next level. Circle W Sports helped me get the exposure I needed. It's really been a one-stop shop for college coaches where they can go in there and they can find information about not only one player, but the rest of our team, guys that they might not be thought they were interested in before they went to the website. So Circle W has really done that. It links highlight films, contact information, and everything that the coach would need. Circle W Sports, the new name in the game for high school sports. The Thanksgiving holiday will be here soon, and Jimmy's Park Hotel in Canton wants to give thanks to the community by staying open during Thanksgiving Day and offering a complimentary whole turkey dinner to those in need. If you've fallen on hard times, or if you're in the area for work and away from family, stop into Jimmy's Park Hotel for a great meal and conversation. God has blessed Jimmy, and now Jimmy wants to help others have a blessed holiday. That's Jimmy's Park Hotel in Canton, open Thanksgiving Day. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, here for this week's edition of the NTL Now podcast. Shane Wilber, glad to be with you here for yet another great episode. Of course, again, thank you no matter how you are listening, whether it be on Apple or Google Podcasts, ntlsports.com, or of course, uh, via Spotify, no matter how it is you are doing it. Always glad, always appreciated, and remember, uh, tell your friends, tell your family, tell anybody who uh, you might know, even a 
stranger, I don't care. Tell them to get in the know with NTL Sports right here on the NTL Now podcast. Remember, you can follow us on all kinds of platforms on social media. Give us a like on Instagram and Facebook by going to NTL Now podcast. Of course, also on Twitter, too by searching at NTL Now Pod. So regardless, always glad to get the word out uh, about the NTL Now podcast, and uh, I definitely love it for sure. So it is uh, playoff week this week for our NTL football teams, and man, do we have a lot on the horizon uh, coming up here this week. Of course, uh, we've got games in uh, AAA and 4A coming up on Friday night. Of course, the 4A bracket not affecting us, but still, that's kind of how the layout's going to be. And then, of course, the Class A and the AA games will all be played on Saturday. Now, of course, uh, also, if you haven't heard this week, uh, the Canton Warriors uh, receiving a first-round bye for being the top seed in Class A. Canton now will have a bye week. They're going to await the winner of Muncie and Montgomery coming up on Saturday. And then the District 4 Championship game, which was announced this week, will be played at Tawanda due to field conditions at Canton not being ideal uh, from last week's weather and just kind of the way the uh, rain season and stuff has taken a beat into the field. So Canton will enjoy this bye week and then it will be off to the Endless Mountains Athletic Complex in Tawanda to face either Montgomery or Muncie uh, next a week from Friday, I should say. So that's what's going on in the Class A bracket. Now let's shift gears. Let's go to the Double A bracket where we will have four teams from the Northern Tier League in action. You've got the North Penn Mansfield Panthers. They're getting ready to hit the road on Friday night. They're actually going to be playing, I've been told, at Central Columbia High School. Milton in the middle of a uh, kind of a renovation project. They're putting in a new athletic facility there. So the North Penn Mansfield Panthers will head to Central Columbia for a tilt with the Milton Black Panthers. And, uh, you know, for North Penn Mansfield, I think a very winnable game here for Coach Dickinson and the North Penn Mansfield Panthers, you know, I think they've uh, find or they have been able to find uh, some things that work for them this year. Milton, of course, has been uh, you know at the top of the uh, AAA bracket uh, throughout much of the year in the standings. However, you know, the last few weeks hit kind of a skid. Uh, they slid all the way down, uh, I think, into the two or three spot uh, is where they sit uh, right now. But still, uh, regardless, uh, this Milton team traditionally. Uh, they can be ripe for the picking, I guess, is the way that I want to put it. North Penn Mansfield, you know, I would love to see an NTL team uh, come away with a uh, victory here uh, to kind of kick off the weekend. And I think North Penn Mansfield is uh, definitely there uh, with a chance to come away with this win. Now, of course, as I say, it's a winnable game. Still means, though, you've got to go out, you've got to put the pads on, and you've got to, uh, you know, go out and execute as well. So while uh, the Panthers have a shot, they still have to go out and handle their business. Business, uh, on Friday night against the Black, or on Saturday, I should say, uh, against Milton in that double A clash. Other double A action. I think uh, one that's got a lot of intrigue in District 4 the rematch between Wellsboro and South Williamsport. Now, of course, if you recall, it was earlier in the regular season, I think like week two, when South Williamsport made the trek to Wellsboro, and it was Wellsboro who came away with the 17 7 win. Now, you know, you talk with people about that. Uh, South Williamsport definitely had their opportunities. Credit Wellsboro. They were able to uh, keep South uh, out of the end zone and were able to uh, overcome some mistakes in that one as well. So, I mean, you've got two coaching staffs who are very experienced when it comes to the district playoffs. Interesting factor here, how does Wellsboro come uh, off the turf and on to now probably a grass field at South, which has probably taken some rain as well. So I'm sure the uh, track and the footing might be a little difficult uh, down at South Williamsport. But if uh, South can, or excuse me, if Wellsboro can find the footing in this one, I mean, it's going to be a little chillier now. I mean, this is, uh, you know, kind of that wintry, uh, fallish football weather. Temperature is probably going to be low to mid 40s on Saturday. This one's going to be one where uh, it's going to be, I think, a little more physical. Does Coach Hildebrandt uh, lean more to the passing game? Does he maybe find a way to implement uh, more of a ground game in this one? But I think, you know, having that advantage of of seeing uh, South uh, earlier in the year and, of course, 
course for South Williamsport too. Having seen Wellsboro, I think makes this one seem uh, like a lot of intrigue could definitely be had in this one uh, coming up on Saturday. So definitely looking forward to seeing how this one shakes out uh, when all is said and done. Now, my playoff game that uh, I'll have covered on Saturday for AA will be the Sarah Redskins coming to Troy, taking on the Trojans, round two between these two schools, and I got to feel like there is going to be a lot of amped up attitude in this one, not only for the fact that uh, both teams are out to prove that, uh, you know, the uh, earlier matchup this year uh, should have gone differently. You know, Sayre's coming with the uh, opportunity to maybe prove, hey, you know what, we should have won that game a little bigger. Troy's coming to prove, hey, we let one get away, and now we've got the opportunity to let these two worlds collide coming up uh, on Saturday night at Alperon Park. I think another factor that goes into this matchup as well, both teams having to bounce back off of the loss in their rivalry games. I mean, for Sayre, they lost a heartbreaker 7-6 to Athens. Troy, you know they're going to be hungry to rebound after Canton uh, pretty much uh, owned the running game uh, in the muck, in the mud. Uh, you know, and uh, Troy, a very proud team uh, when it comes to defense and offensive productivity. And so far, uh, you know, the, uh, the the Trojans, I think, are looking to come out and reestablish some identity here uh, in this matchup against the Redskins. But on the flip side, I mean, you've got Sarah who, you know, knows how to use their athleticism. And uh, I think for the most part, you know, I saw Troy's field a couple of weeks ago. I think their field is in pretty good condition. I think the footing should be pretty well uh, good to go. I don't know if it's going to be a fast-paced track, but Sayre playing in the Lockhart Street Bowl, at least they're more uh, used to the natural surface. And, uh, you know, I think this one's got uh, a lot of uh, intrigue coming into this one as well to see just how both teams uh, find their way uh, in a way to kind of bounce back here off of Rivalry Week. And, of course, uh, no matter what happens in this one, uh, the winner is going to travel the uh, following week. Now, that all depends if uh, maybe the uh, second seed, Mount Carmel, winds up being upset. But uh, right behind uh, Mount Carmel, uh, you know, you got Southern at the top. But uh, Mount Carmel was one of those few teams who actually gave Southern a push. So, I mean, uh, to say that uh, Mount Carmel is going to lose this week, well, hey, miracles can happen, but... We'll wait and see how this all goes, but still, you got to win to get there, and uh, you know, I, I love this matchup coming up on Saturday night. I think Troy and Sayre are really going to get after it, and I think we're going to have a really nice four-quarter battle coming up uh, at Alperon Park Saturday, so that should definitely be a lot of fun, too. Uh, now to the AAA side on the uh, Friday night slate. Hey, congratulations to Coach Mike Schmidt and Kalineski Valley. Kalineski Valley this year, a six-win ball club. They find themselves in the District 4 playoffs. They're actually going to be heading to Lancer Country on Friday as they will head and take on Loyal Sock. Now, Loyal Sock, of course, traditionally one of the District 4 powers. Kalineski Valley, though, they've just been one of those teams that's been finding ways to win this year. I think, uh, you know, for Kalineski Valley to have a chance in this one, they've got to get the ball in the hands of their playmakers early. they got to let these kids come out and make plays. And I think uh, one thing that's going to be critical is they've got to find a way, you know, to keep this whole momentum going for four quarters. You know, I mean, they lost a late one, a late heartbreaker to Montgomery a couple weeks ago. You know, Montgomery uh, was able to drive down the field, get that last second score, which really dropped Kalineski Valley in the standings, you know. So Kalineski, I, I mean, they know the uh, objective in front of them. They know that, uh, you know, they're going to have to put together uh, as good of a game plan, as sound of a game plan as possible. I'm curious to see uh, what Coach Schmidt has dialed up here because, you know, I mean, when Troy went down and beat Loyal Sock, I mean, these are two teams, I think, built a little bit differently. You know, Troy is more of the physicality up front. They just want to grind it out. Skowineski Valley, I think they are a team who likes to use, you know, their athletes on the outside, more of a use the pass, set up the run. I know that uh, Kalineski Valley can run the ball, but I definitely think Coach Schmidt likes to get the ball outside to his talented 
talented receivers. Let those kids do work and, uh, you know, see if maybe that opens up some lanes inside, you know, when you've got teams who have to account for the pass and maybe pull some guys out of the box. But, hey, you know, stranger things have happened. That's why I'm not on the coaching staff, but still looking forward to uh, a good one there Friday. And, uh, you know, good luck to Coach Schmidt and the Kalineski Valley Indians uh, heading to Loyal Sock on, uh, on Friday night as well. All right, so that brings us to our final contest in the District 4 coverage uh, coming up here on uh, the playoff weekend. Now, I saved this one purposely for last. This is going to be the Friday night game coming up on Wiggle 100 uh, as the Athens Wildcats are going to head to Montoursville to take on the Warriors. Now, this one, I, wow. I, I just, you know, the, the whole AAA bracket as a whole – I think is one that uh, can be very wide open. You know, I know Danville is the top seed. They're going to have a bye. But I think if you take two through seven all the way to the bottom, I think any team that gets hot could be the one that could really make some noise uh, in this bracket. And I think any team has an opportunity here to uh, really make some noise. And that's why I really like uh, what Athens is bringing into the table this week. All of their athletes, uh, you know, they've got uh, a team that's coming off uh, a very hard-fought, mucky game uh, in the rusty rail against a talented Sare squad. So, I mean, Athens has definitely been battle-tested getting ready for this one uh, down in the turf at Montoursville. So, like I said, I am definitely excited to see what this Wildcat Bunch is going to bring to the table. I know this guy is excited as well for Friday night as we bring in now the head coach of the Athens Wildcats football team, Jack Young. Coach, it's another great uh, successful season for the Wildcats, another playoff berth. I'm sure you're ready to go. Yeah, I mean, this is the, this is the second most exciting season of the year, and that's the second football season, you know, playoff time. And, uh, you know, any team that gets this opportunity has to be excited. It's a great opportunity for our guys. Um, you, you know, you always would like to maybe host a playoff game or whatever, but we're excited to get on a bus on Friday afternoon and uh, head to Montoursville and see if we can go compete. You know, I, I was breaking down, you know, some of the uh, other games uh, around uh, the District 4 playoffs a little bit earlier here in the podcast. And, you know, uh, from my humble opinion, and, you know, I've talked with some other people as well, I uh, the 3A bracket to me, I don't know why. I just feel like any team who's hot right now or can get hot, I feel like can really make a run in this playoff. You know, I mean, I know Danville's the top seed, but, you know, top to bottom, I feel like this is a pretty wide open field. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think you hit it on the head with, you know, any team that's hot. And I'll throw in another thing there that any team that's healthy. You know, if you're healthy and hot and you can get some things rolling – um, at the end of the season, that's a great place to be. And, and, and you, you know, you said it best with AAA just being, uh, I, I think it's a wide open field. And, you know, they, they've, a, a lot of the Southern teams have, similar to the Northern teams have, have taken their turns kind of beating each other up. So it's a matter of, of, you know, are you, are you rolling? Where's your confidence level? Uh, um, you know, are you doing the little things well? And, and, and that's going to be a big key as, as, as we head into this uh, postseason run. So, you know what? Let's take uh, kind of your own words. Let's spin them and uh, let's kind of, you know, put that on the focus of the Wildcats right now. I mean, where do you see, you know, kind of uh, your team's attitude heading in here to this postseason? I mean, we've seen the Wildcats at uh, good moments. We've seen them, uh, you know, at uh, some not-so-good moments this year. So where do you see uh, your team heading into this postseason? Yeah, you know, um, and that's exactly it. Uh, you know, we had a couple rough weeks, um, and, and uh, you know, I think, you know, we had some tough breaks, and, and we didn't play well, and, and our guys know it. And, uh, you know, we had a really, really good week of practice last week heading into the Sarah game, and, and then, you, you know, then you throw out all uh, statistics and everything else because we all played in the monsoon, and, and, and and uh, I'll give Sarah all the credit in the world. They played really, really tough, and, and our kids really, really played with a lot of intensity and, and a lot of focus and, and, and really did a good job taking care of the little things. So, you know, we like where we're at. Um, you know, we we know that, uh, you know, we feel like our health is pretty good. Um, you know, we have a couple guys dinged up, a couple guys maybe questionable whether they're going to be able to go or not. Um, but, you know, it's going to come down, it's going to come right down to what our most of our season has been like is, you know, can we compete at the line of scrimmage? 
can can we neutralize? Can we hold our own and, and give a chance for our athletes to make some plays on both sides of the ball? And and uh, you know that's where we're at. And you know we feel good about it. We're excited that we have an opportunity to play in the playoffs. Not everybody gets this opportunity, as we know. And and you know our regular season maybe didn't quite go the way we wanted it to go. Um, but here's an here's here's another opportunity for us to go and 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 kind of you know, set ourselves and, and see where we are at as a football team. And, you know, win or lose, we're going to go compete and and we're going to put our best foot forward and, and uh, give Montoursville everything we got. All right, let's talk about the Warriors then. Uh, of course, uh, you've had a chance now uh, to watch uh, some huddle film on them. Uh, what is it about Montoursville that, uh, you know, you think is either going to be something that's going to uh, pose you problems, maybe uh, some things you've seen that, uh, you know, you like that uh, maybe makes this matchup uh, maybe closer than what people think? Well, you know, again, and, and – you know, us focused on our regular season so much, you don't know a whole lot about how their season's gone. Um, you know, you don't know where the health of their team is at. But but the one thing that stands out to me big with Montoursville is how good they are defensively. Um, they're really, really good defensively. They kind of play right in your face. They, they play a little bit of a different style of defense than Montoursville normally plays. But, but uh, um, you know, they're, they're really good. They have a ton of athletes. They're very, very athletic. Um, I don't, I don't know if they're the fastest team that we've seen, um, but they're probably the most athletic team we've seen. And, and that goes for their guys at the line of scrimmage, um, you know, to the guys at the second level of, of their defense. Um, that, that, that's probably the most impressive thing to me is their defensive team. You know, I love the fact that uh, as we head into these District 4 playoffs, uh, there's so many good matchups, I think, coming into this first weekend. Uh, there's your matchup, obviously, with Montoursville. I really love, uh, you know, Coach Dickinson and uh, North Penn Mansfield against Milton. I think that's a winnable game for them. You've got Wellsboro in a potential winnable game with South Williamsport, a team they've already beaten. And then, of course, I think the one that everybody's looking forward to, uh, Troy Sayre round two. I mean, how do you get better than that for a round uh, of or the first weekend uh, uh, way to uh, cap it off? I mean, you can't really say anything else than what you said, Shane. Um, you know, again, like I said about some of the southern teams, some of the northern teams, and you know, in the NPL have done the same thing. I mean, you know, Troy, you know, hung one on us in a slugfest. And then later in the season, Sarah hangs one on them, and, and we're able to get Sarah last week in rivalry week. Um, you know, Wellsboro, you, you know, we were really disappointed in our effort at Wellsboro, but they're a good, talented football team. I don't care how many guys they have in uniform. They're a very, very good football team. And, and you know, there's no doubt in my mind they're going to go to South Williamsport and represent themselves very well. Um, you know, Sarah Troy, that one has me a little uh, – a little – you know, mesmerized. I'm not sure what to think about that game. Um, you know, just just because of the way the the first one went, and it's really hard. Coach Gorman will tell you, it's really hard to you know play a team twice, let alone beat them twice. Um, you know, so you know, I, I I really hope Sarah can can you know give a great effort and put some things together just to make sure that it's a great ball game, which I think it's going to be. And you know, again, Coach Dickinson, um, you know, I, I I love the fact that that he gets to go on the road and, and represent the NTL because I do think he's going to represent well. And, and uh, you know, I think if uh, North Penn can shake off that week 10 loss to Wellsboro in, in the monsoon, that uh, I, I think they're going to represent us really well uh, against Milton. All right, so obviously uh, a team not playing this week. Uh, the league champions, the Canton Warriors, get a bye week. You know, I'm just curious to pick your brain because you've had an opportunity to see them from the sideline perspective. I've seen them a few times from the booth. I'm just curious, you know, for a coach of opposition on the sideline, uh, kind of give me your view what it's like watching that team sideline to sideline, offense, defense, and uh, what Coach Seacrest and uh, his staff have really got together and uh, going right now uh, for that team this year. You know, if I could put some words to it, I'd, I'd probably say, you know, they come across to me as just a really, really well-oiled machine. You know, they're smooth. You know, they don't hurt themselves with penalties. They don't turn the ball over. 
you know, and they're, and they're just really rolling. And, and, you know, I don't know if they, you know, I'm sure some of their guys would beg to differ with me. I don't know if they have that one guy that you go, you go against Canton and say, oh, we got to stop this guy. You know, uh, Parker's one heck of a football player, but, you know, if a team kind of takes him away, you better be careful because they got a couple more that are going to hurt you. And, and they're just, you know, they're just tough and their foundation is just so tough on both sides of the ball. They're real solid with their blocking schemes. You know, they're just, you know, Coach Secrets and his staff do a great job. But I think if I just kind of had to define them, I'd just say, you know, like right now, and they're rolling. And I, I guarantee you, Coach Secrets, you know, it probably has lost a little sleep over the fact that he's got a week off because that's kind of like a, you know, you, you love it, but you hate it kind of deal. Um, cause when you're, when, when you're rolling and you got things going, you want to keep going. You want, the, you want the ball to keep rolling and they're, you know, I see them as a well-oiled machine and, and, and hopefully the week off will do them well and get them healthy and, and, you know, you know, anticipating probably a matchup with Muncie that's as good of a district championship game as I think you can come across in the state for well, a district championship game. I'll tell you what, man, it's going to be, uh, you know, an interesting week and, uh, you know, obviously a whole great weekend of uh, District 4 playoffs on the horizon for us. And, uh, Jack, you know, I know uh, the uh, pressure for you is probably uh, starting to creep up just a little bit. I know you like to play the relaxed game and everything, and, you know, we're just going to go play ball. But, hey, even after 20-plus years of uh, coaching football, I know you still get jacked up for moments like this. Absolutely. You know, we're just going to, you know, we're going to try to get rid of the butterflies and we're going to try to make a big play, put a big hit on somewhere early. And, and just, you know, that's so important uh, to these, these high school kids, you know, early in a football game, you know, because it just does so much for your mentality and, 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 and being able to, uh, you, you know, feel confidence and, and, and set yourself up for four quarters of great football. And, and, and that's what our goal is. Our goal is to come in there ready to go mentality-wise and, and make a play and, and do something early on that, that, that raises our confidence level so that we can battle with these guys. Head coach Jack Young of the Athens Wildcats. His squad gets ready for a showdown with Montoursville coming up on Friday night. Jack, always a good time to sit down and talk football with you. Looking forward to uh, covering the Wildcats for the Wiggle Game of the Week Friday night, and uh, good luck to you on the sideline Friday. Awesome. Thanks, Shane. Appreciate what you guys do for us. Endless Mountain Brace Mobility in Troy is a proud supporter of our area athletes in the Northern Tier League. Parents, don't just trust anyone if the athlete in your family is injured. Let the experts at Endless Mountain's Brace Mobility be there to help make the recovery process as easy as possible. Call them today for more information on how they can help at 570-297-2993. That's 570-297-2993. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5, and closed Saturday and Sunday. That's Endless Mountain Brace and Mobility in Troy. You've got the newly permitted teenage driver in the family, but the patience to teach them just isn't there. That's why you call Max Driving Academy in Canton. Max Driving Academy will make sure your teenage driver is ready to be the safest driver on the road. That's Max Driving Academy. Call Tim Mackinich today, 570-404-7815. Or for more information, visit maxdrivingacademy.com or like Max Driving Academy on Facebook. That's Max Driving Academy, Canton. The NTL Now podcast rolls on here this week, and a big thanks to head coach Jack Young from the Athens Wildcats football team for stopping by this week with us. Always fun to have Coach Young, and uh, looking forward to seeing him and the Wildcats on Friday night down in Montoursville for some District 4 football action. That should definitely be a lot of fun. Let's transition gears here and let's talk some District 4 volleyball. That's right. Of course, we've got uh, the District 4 finals on the way later on this week as well. Of course, the Class A finals will be contested at 5 o'clock on Thursday night at Williamson High School. Double A finals will start at uh, 7, or that's about uh, where they are scheduled to start anyway. Uh, you've got the... Uh, 
Canton Warriors, who will face Galeton in the Class A final. Of course, the uh, Canton Lady Warriors having to bounce back after dropping their regular season finale to Northeast Bradford. The Lady Warriors bounced back this past Saturday in a semifinal showdown with the Northeast Bradford Lady Panthers. And the Canton Lady Warriors come away with uh, the big win in the semifinals. So, yes, definitely uh, big congratulations going out to the Warriors there as they down the Lady Panthers three sets to one in that action this past Saturday. Top-seeded Galeton, uh, they will be there as well after blanking Sugar Valley Rural Charter three sets to none to set up the Class A final. On the double-A side, North Penn Liberty uh, just kind of picking up where they left off, even though they've got a new coach, uh, new regime there. With the Mounties, uh, Coach Mitch Stetter uh, was hoping to have him on this week. Unfortunately, that just did not pan out. So uh, good luck uh, to the North Penn Liberty Mounties as they look to continue on their success. That was started uh, with head coach Jen Nowry and, of course, uh, continuing here with Coach Stetter this year. They come in as the top seed in Class A. They're going to be opposed by the Wyloosing Lady Rams as the Lady Rams in a semifinal matchup earlier this week. They down third-seeded Williamson uh, by a three-sets-to-none uh, uh, score there in their semifinal setting up here this uh, finals matchup on Thursday night as well over at Williamson in the double-A final. So you've got uh, the Wyloosing squad. You know, earlier this year we had the opportunity to talk with head coach Jen Newton. And, you know, Coach Newton basically explained throughout the entire time, you know, she was looking forward uh, to the second half of the season. I mean, we were talking with her right about at the midpoint time of the year. And Coach Newton was uh, looking forward to kind of that second half stretch. She kind of felt like her team hadn't really hit their groove yet. And now, you know, this team definitely has found their stride coming into the District 4 playoffs. And, of course, uh, you know, they've got a tough one in front of them. North Penn Liberty, they have been the class of District 4 volleyball now for what seems like at least the last five or six years. They just kind of find a way to keep this train rolling. And now uh, they'll be back at it again on Thursday night. So again, just want to set the matchups for you. Canton Galton, the early matchup at Williamson High School. That'll be a 5 o'clock time uh, for the Class A matchup. And then at 7 o'clock, uh, tentatively scheduled, it'll be the Class AA matchup uh, for the finals as North Penn Liberty and Wyalusing will square off for that. Uh, one other quick thing, and I know a lot of people out there have been wondering about it uh, as far as the tickets and stuff go. So definitely want to touch on that really quick. Uh, if you have not yet uh, been to any of these contests. So make sure if you are planning on attending any kind of the PIAA District 4 playoffs, whether it be anything uh, for football or volleyball, whatever now, uh, make sure you're going to the PIAAD4.net website, okay? If you go there, they have the link right there on the website uh, to go ahead and get the tickets purchased. So yes, they're trying to make this more of a streamlined thing with purchasing tickets tickets online so please go get your tickets online that way there's no uh, conflicts or anything at the gate they're trying to uh, lessen the exchange of money at the gate and in fact there will be no money exchanged at the gate at all so if you're planning on going now you can order uh, tickets right up until game time so yes make sure you get those ordered in advance make sure you have them and uh, they'll have scanners for you at the gate but make sure you're going to PIAA d4.net and get those taken care of so that you are not left out in the cold and wondering why am I not able to attend this event well now you know okay you got to make sure you get those tickets purchased in advance so we definitely uh, want to have the fans out there for it okay so now we've touched on a little bit of district four volleyball well I'll tell you what we're going to do now we're going to take a quick timeout. We're going to come back and we're going to talk some district cross country. And that's also going to include an interview with head coach Jim Schools from Wyalusing Area High School. Looking forward to talking with him. I guess now i got to call him the Hall of Famer. So looking forward to sitting down talking with him. But first, we're going to break down some results of uh, what happened at the district meet this past week. We'll talk with Coach Schools on how his Rams are looking forward to uh, the state meet. And, of course, uh, you know, kind of get his insights on uh, you know some of the runners he's been able to see this year and what uh, his predictions are for some of the uh, NTLs and how the runners should fare 
coming up here at the state meet as well. So stick around. That's all coming up after this quick timeout right here on the NTL Now podcast. Shop local this holiday season at Thompson Sports and Apparel in Canton. Let them personalize their in-stock and ordered items to make your gift extra special. To give their customers more time to shop, Thompson's will be opening again on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 1 starting November 6th. Mark your calendars for Small Business Saturday, November 27th when the entire store will be 30 to 75% off. That's Thompson Sports and Apparel, open daily from 8 a.m. to 5. Call 570-673-3655. The best way to find the right college for you is to experience campus in person. Visit Mansfield University and see why students choose to live and learn on our beautiful campus. Surrounded by endless adventure, meet the faculty and current students. Connect with your personal admissions representative and tour campus, including our on-campus residence halls, named top 10 best dorms in the country. Schedule your visit today at mansfield.edu slash visit. Welcome back on the NTL Now podcast. Shane Wolver still here with you this week. And the District 4 cross-country meet was held this past week uh, down at Bloomsburg University. And, well, another great day uh, for a lot of our area runners as the Northern Tier League definitely going to be well represented coming up uh, at the state meet uh, later this week down in Hershey. And uh, congratulations going out uh, to a lot of our area runners. Of course, uh, congratulations going out to the Wyloosing Lady Rams. That's right, the Wyloosing Lady Rams claiming their third consecutive District 4 cross-country championship in Class A. So congratulations going out to the Wyloosing Lady Rams uh, in the cross-country line of things, and congratulations to them. And, of course, Coach Schools for uh, such a great season again uh, had by this Wyloosing squad. Now, of course, uh, looking at the team scores here at the District 4 Class A Championships, uh, it was Wyloosing in first with a score of 42. Northeast Bradford was second uh, with 48, and uh, it was Troy uh, who was third with 73. And uh, so the NTL well represented there as far as how the District 4 Class A championships went. And actually the NTL sweeping the top six places uh, in the uh, Class A as North Penn, Mansfield, Tawanda, and Canton would all go four, five, and six uh, to claim the top six spots there for girls cross country results uh, on the team side. So definitely uh, congratulations going out for such a uh, great performance there by our area runners. All right, so let's go to some of the individual remarks. Uh, uh, the highest placing runner on the girls' side uh, individually was Troy's Alyssa Parks. And I got to tell you, uh, I don't know if there has been uh, a stronger uh, out-of-the-gate performance by an underclassman than what we've seen out of Alyssa Parks this year. Uh, such a great underclassman for that Troy squad. She is going to have a great uh, career coming up here in front of her and definitely looking forward to seeing uh, how she uh, manages to pace and lead this Trojan squad uh, in years to come here. Uh, other individual runners uh, who had a wonderful time at the District 4 meet, uh, Graceland Loudermilch of Northeast Bradford finishing fourth with a time of 21.31. Kayla Beebe of Wyloosing finishing fifth in 21.38. Dropping down, Lila Hughes of Northeast Bradford, Melanie Shumway of Northeast Bradford going 8-9. and uh, Hughes with a time of 22.10, Shumway right behind her in 22-16. So those are uh, some of the top 10 runners uh, at the District 4 meet. Quickly uh, just scrolling down here into the top 20. Lena Beebe of Wyloosing finishing 11th. Cassandra Karen of Wyloosing was 13th. Taylor Brennan was the highest runner finishing for Tawanda at 15th. Northeast Bradford, North Penn Mansfield runners uh, Amelia Capper and Addison Ferrer Go 16 and 17. Madison Patton finishes 19th, and Katie Lackey of Troy into the top 20. So that is uh, where uh, a lot of our area runners uh, had a good showing there in the top 20. Emmy Timison was Canton's uh, top runner as she placed 22nd. 
uh, for the Lady Warriors. But yes, the Lady Rams of Wyalusing as a team now will head to the state tournament uh, coming up here later this week. Of course, like I said, we're going to talk with Coach Schools of Wyalusing coming up here in just a short. First, though, let's go to the boys' side of cross country because, well, the boys had themselves uh, quite a good run as well. Uh, in the Class A side, and uh, we'll start on the Class A side here for the boys, where Wyalusing finishes as a team in second behind Hughesville, the Rams uh, boys squad with a score of 64, Northeast Bradford finishing with a score of 99 in third, Tawanda was fourth with 117, Troy was fifth with 132, Canton finishing seventh with a score of 184, and our neighbors over the hill in Sullivan County with a score of 225. All right, highest running uh, placing boys, I should say. Zion Loudermilch of Wyalusing places second with a time of 1643, just three seconds behind the leader, Morgan Gavitt of Hughesville, who was the District 4 champ. Other area runners uh, with a good showing, Creed Doing of Northeast Bradford finishes fifth with a time of 1731. Uh, other runners, uh, as we drop down into the top 20 here, uh, Y. Lusing's uh, Elzor Laddermelch and Jeremy Clouser going 13th and 14th back-to-back -back there with Laddermelch a time of 18.48, Clouser a time of 18.54, Nate Spencer for Tawanda finishes 15th in a time of 18.56, Lance Heasley of Troy uh, completing the uh, 17th place in a time of 19.03, and Seth Seymour of Troy placing 20th uh, in a time of 19.09, and uh, looking forward to uh, some other results here. Looks like Michael Skipper of Canton was the Warriors' highest place runner, and he came in the 22nd position. So that Always right there a was great uh, time to kick back and thing. talk cross Shook country with head coach Jim Schools so from Wyalusing. Uh, I'll tell you what, uh, that guy's a Hall of Famer for a reason, place and uh, he's always and of course, a good time. And other area teams and area on the podcast this, uh, their this time and, of course, many other times before. All right, now, you know what? I just remembered. it is just about time to put this podcast aside because, again, want to remind all the listeners out there, hey, we've got Doubleheader, double District 4 playoff football action coming down your way here this weekend the on Wildcats. That's right, Friday night on the Join girls' side. Join me for Warrior the Country. I don't mean uh, Canton. Montoursville is where girls. I am headed on Friday uh, night Athens as the Montoursville Warriors will host uh, Athens. There. And the uh, uh, quarterfinals finals of the 3A bracket. So Athens, Montoursville as well. Friday night game, 7 o'clock kickoff for that. And if you can't get enough of football by then, well, get ready because on Saturday, we're on back at it yet again as the looking Troy at uh, some of the, uh, the two-way runners hosting Bronson the Sarah Skins. That's highest right. It's the Trojan runner. It's the Redskins. It's the double A side. Bronson looking forward to that one at Alperon uh, Park. Top game coverage for that will start around 6:35. Uh, both Emma Friday Bronson and Saturday nights uh, with those games. Of so tune in for that and uh, looking and forward. Let's see here. This football playoff action coming up this weekend. The Lady Hornets highest place there. Again, a quick reminder. If you are purchasing tickets, planning on coming to the games, so remember, PIAAD4.net, the website to go and check out for league. all of the All right, that means we got to transition back here to as the well. boys. So make sure, let's see uh, how our boys fared out. D4 on the double A side of things as well. So on to you the boys to side. Lewisburg you was your district four champion and, uh, with a score of 25. Sure you Athens with a fifth place uh, finish to go to. Uh, on the uh, All right, boys remember, side. Remember, give us a follow uh, a on Facebook and Instagram. NTL Now Podcast. The uh, address Athens, to search. Uh, and then of course on Twitter, you can give us a follow as well at NTL Now Pod. So as always, it's great time to sit down, talk some NTL sports again. A big thanks to Valley Young from the Athens Wildcats on the boys' team. side. Coach with a Jim Schools from Wyalusing, my guest this week. So, Kalinowski Valley. Back, relax, uh, get ready. We've got another big uh, week of NTL 
again, sports here leading five. into Lewisburg the weekend. First, Good luck to all of our second. area volleyball teams, cross-country runners, and, of course, our and area Athens football teams this fifth, week as well uh, uh, in the districts there. All right, let's scroll down here to the individual place runners. I'm Shane Wilber, and you've been listening to another edition of the NTL Now Podcast. As always, an exclusive production of Circle the Time of 16.34. Kalineski Valley gets a couple of runners at 5th and 6th place. Owen Cummings of CV finishes uh, fifth in a time Thanks of 16:46. Thanks for listening to NTL now. Christian Mizdale of CV finishes sixth in a time of 16:49. Keep following down the list here on and Twitter the for more updates on the Northern Matt Tier Gorsh League. Matt of Athens, the highest Wildcat place finisher, not be uh, he finishes twelfth with a time of 17:26. Nate Welch of Kalanesky Valley finishes 16th with a time of 17.28. And Athens' Ethan Denlinger uh, finishes 20th with a time of 17.38. So that is where uh, our area runners finish there in the AA side of things too. So again, congratulations going out to all of our girls and boys runners in both Class A and AA. And of course the NTL is going to have a whole slew of runners coming to the District 4 uh, representation for the uh, PIAA state meet. Uh, coming up later on this week in Hershey. So definitely looking forward to seeing all of these area runners get involved here with uh, the state meet coming up in uh, just a few short days. So uh, good luck to all of them. But you know what? Something I love about this podcast is, you know, I can kind of read results and uh, talk about cross country and such. But you know what? There's no one better, though, that I trust to talk cross country than this guy, head coach Jim Schools from Wyalusing High School. Jim, always glad to uh, talk to you once the uh, cross-country postseason is in effect. Well, I, I really appreciate being asked to be on here. Uh, I never will pass up an opportunity to talk cross-country and, and to chat with you and to help support the NTL. Coach, you know, I got to say, before we really start talking about the season, you know, now I have to address you more of uh, Hall of Famer now, apparently, <laughs> after the, uh, you know, the cross-country Hall of Fame class is announced. I mean, seriously, you find this out. Uh, how much does this mean to you knowing, you know, how much your peers really think about your effect on the sport? Uh, it, it means a whole lot. Uh, to join Mike Murphy in the Hall of Fame is uh, – it was a real honor. He and I are, are good friends, and, and we battled for uh, many years as coaches. And, and to join him and, and to, to uh, get the um, votes from, from the fellow coaches meant a whole lot, too, uh, to show the, the respect that they have for our program and for me and for what we did. And, and I guess it's if you just stick around long enough, they, they give you stuff like that. Uh, that's that's the only thing I can think of. Hey, I mean, you earned it. That's all I can say. I mean, last week I'm looking at the accolades going through that, and, uh, you know, uh, then you just add another district title to your accolades uh, last week. And, uh, you know, a little bit earlier here in the podcast, I was going through some of the results uh, from last week's district for me. And, uh, Jim, you know, let's kind of reflect back on that a little bit. I mean, your girls for the third straight season come away uh, with the district four title. I mean, what makes uh, this year maybe a little more special than uh, what the previous years have been I mean is there something about this group that uh, you know just kind of had that never quit attitude going into this year yeah uh, it, it's very simply it comes down to uh, we believed uh, there's never a time in the season that we didn't believe that we could do this uh, even with losing uh, three really good runners last year with Catherine Karina and Sierra uh, we, we felt that we had a strong enough nucleus coming back and we never stopped believing in that we could do this. Even at the beginning of the season, when, when we weren't running, uh, to our particular ability, which was fine at that point in the season, um, I knew that the, these, this team would develop and, and it's such a great group of girls to work with. Uh, they're very hardworking girls. They're very dedicated, uh, to the, to running and to the team into the program, uh, they have developed this, this great culture uh, with the girls' team that they just they, they don't want to give up, and they just keep fighting. And it comes down to the fact that we just never stop believing. 
Jim, you know, I'm going to, uh, you know, put the focus now over to the boys because, I mean, uh, you get the championship with the girls. Runner-up, uh, second-place finish uh, with the boys, uh, finishing uh, a few points behind Hughesville. Now, going into this, uh, were you pretty much aware of what Hughesville had coming back, or was this kind of a, a thing where Hughesville caught you by surprise? Oh, no, no. We, we knew that. There was, there was uh, no question in anyone's mind that, you know, the fight was for second place. I mean, Hughesville has been the number one ranked team all season long in the state. So we, we thought maybe we could, you know, get close to them. But uh, we knew basically that we were fighting for second place. And we knew that our competition was going to be Tawanda and Northeast Bradford. And that's, that's who we were kind of focused on. So we just, we just kind of let Hughesville go do their thing. And then we uh, we just focused on what we had to do to beat Tawanda and Northeast Bradford, and 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 they stepped up and they got the job done. But there, there was no no surprise about Hughesville. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they if they walked away with the state championship on Saturday. Now, before we really dive into the states. Uh... Uh, the, 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 yeah, the state meet coming up here this weekend. You know, I'm just curious overall because, I mean, going through the entire uh, District 4 meet on both the guy's side and the girl's side, I mean, it really looks like uh, there was a lot of depth individually this year as far as runners go in the league on both sides of, uh, you know, the running abilities here. So uh, kind of give me your opinion here. Is that an opinion, you know, that, that you share, that this was a, maybe a deeper league than what uh, people really thought? I, I agree 100%. Yes. Uh, not just in the single A division, but also in the double A division. Uh, yeah, the, the team or the league this year was, uh, filled with a lot of depth. Uh, cause you get Northeast Bradford is taking two, Tawanda's taking two. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. You, for the boys, anyways, the, the Northeast Bradford girls are going. And, and it was, and then in the, in the girls single weight competition, it was all NTL. It was us, Northeast Bradford, and Troy. And then for the and for the guys, I, you take out Hughesville out of the equation. It's us, Tawanda, Northeast. And then you, you know the, all the individuals that we get. And then you 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 take the you know Athens is taking three individuals in in double A. Kalanesky Valley's taking three individuals in double A. Noah Shedding from North End Mansfield going. Uh, we were very well represented at the District 4 meet. You know, one specific runner, and I don't know why, I don't know if it's just because I was reading the blurbs on the Northern Tier Sports Report or anything, but, you know, I, I kind of was following uh, just some articles here and there. Uh, how good of a runner is Troy's Alyssa Parks? I really feel like that runner right there is the future, like the one that we're going to kind of watch develop here over these next couple of years and could really be kind of that staple that all the girls are going to be chasing here over the next couple of years? I, I agree 100% with that. And, and not just her, but the freshman class, and, and not just with the girls too, but the freshman class in the NTL is very strong. You know, and she put together an outstanding season. A lot of times uh, when athletes transition from the junior high to the varsity because you're stepping up and doubling the distance, they have a little bit of uh, issue with adjusting to that change. She went through basically seamless from junior high to varsity, and, and she's like consistent. I mean, she's there all the time. When we ran at Fair Mountain at Lock Haven, at the beginning of the year, she was up there. We And we kind of we use her with Kayla so like, all right, so let's see if we can get a little closer to Alyssa, you know, every time that we run. And so it, it's, but she's been that consistent that we could use her as a mark like that. Yeah, she's got a really good career ahead of her. All right, let's project now towards the state run coming up here on Saturday. Uh, you know, first, uh, let's focus on, you know, your uh, your boys' team. Obviously, you know, you've got uh, Hughesville, as you said, who could potentially be uh, the state champions coming up this weekend. Uh, what are you telling your guys uh, heading into uh, this weekend state run and, uh, you know, the runners you have going there on the guys' side? We, we ran on that course uh, six weeks ago at the uh, PIAA Foundation Invitational. So we already have a good sense of what the course is like, and we have a uh, reference point for the kids. So as we're going down there, 
Uh, we're looking at our performance that we did last, uh, six weeks ago. We look at all the work that we did uh, coming up to this season, up to this point, and we're looking to see how we can improve from our um, performance from six weeks ago. So that that's kind of where our focus has been. So our our training has been this week. We're, we're we know what the course is like, and the hills in the course are set up right in the middle of the course. So we've been working on trying to run hard after going through a brutal part of the course. So that's that's where our focus has been this week. But as far as the, the individual boys go, we're looking at. Uh, improving our times from when we were there six weeks ago. On the girls' side, of course, you know, you come in, District 4 champions uh, into this meet on Saturday. Uh, how does your squad stack up against, you know, some of the other squads uh, around the state? I mean, are you looking, you know, as a, a potential state championship? Do you see, you know, potential top five? I mean, what are we projecting here uh, for the Lady Rams as a team goes? Uh, the state is pretty, pretty strong in the single-A division uh, on the girls' side and on the guys' side, too. I think real, realistically that uh, finishing in the top 15 for us is, is a good goal. Um, we have a nice tight pack, but we're not as far up as some of these other teams uh, like Elk Lake and, and uh, teams like that. that we just, we, we're not going to have that front-runner and bring the pack along there. So I think a top 15 goal, uh, top 15 for the girls is a good goal, and I think top 10 for the boys is a good goal. So, you know, before we get you out of here, Jim, I, I just want to kind of get your uh, thoughts on this. Uh, do you feel like uh, this year has felt more uh, at least like, you know, a, a year from previous years before all this COVID stuff came around? I mean, just listening to the, kind of the tone of your voice, you kind of feel like, uh, you know, your teams uh, have had a, a little more, I guess, you know, training, a little more ability to get out and really uh, kind of push themselves this year as compared to last. Oh, absolutely. And uh, just with the simple fact that we were able to attend invitationals this year, where it gave us that, that next level of competition and we could see how the kids could respond. And fortunately, you know, we've been able to be really consistent with our training. Uh, we haven't had any shutdowns from the school. Uh, we have not lost any kids in terms of quarantine. Uh, for the seat, you know, for any part of the season. So we were able to, to get there day in and day out, consistently train. And that has been a big, big factor, uh, for, for our success is that we were able to be consistent with it. And, and it is a lot different than what it has been in the last year. Uh, and, and another thing that has really helped out is that the stress level of, of the kids has, has dropped a little bit because, you know, it's like, are we going to get shut down this week? Are we going to have these numbers? Are we quarantined? And, and that has helped, really helped a lot also. So they're not dealing with that emotional stress of what's going on with the pandemic. They're able to come in and take care of business, be consistent, get the work done, and move on to the next level. You know, and, you know, just as, uh, you know, the, the state meet sits here uh, upon you, you know, Jim, I'll get you out of here with this one on Saturday. I mean, you know, you've seen the league as a whole this year. You know, you were talking about uh, the quality of depth. Uh, can we expect, you know, a, a pretty good showing here, uh, you know, just individually from our runners? I mean, are you expecting, you know, some, some pretty good, maybe even uh, personal best times coming out of Saturday? I think that we we're going to be able to, and we as the league and as us also uh, be able to bring home some uh, some hardware from from the state meet. Uh, I know that uh, <clears throat> Zion's got a good shot at medaling. He medaled last year. He's running a lot stronger now than what he was doing last year. You got Noah Shedden. He's got a shot in the double A. Uh, so there there is some really good potential for uh, the kids to bring home some hardware. And, and have also some uh, real good success outside of meddling also down there. 
Jim, I'll tell you what, it's always a great time to be able to sit down and uh, talk cross-country with you uh, anytime we get the chance. And You know what? Before you leave, I do want to tell you thank you for uh, getting uh, Coach Newton prepared when I talked volleyball with her a little while ago. And, uh, you know, definitely a big thanks to you for doing that. And uh, looking forward to seeing, you know, maybe the Rams bring home a district volleyball title uh, coming up later this week. But uh, good luck to you and uh, the Wyalusing Rams and, of course, all the NTL runners uh, going to the state meet Saturday. Well, well thank you very much. I always enjoy uh, talking to you. And any way that we can uh, promote the NTL, uh, I am all in favor of. And, and uh, I, I wish the girls' volleyball, volleyball team great luck tomorrow uh, in their meet against North Bend Liberty. Always a great time to kick back and talk cross-country with head coach Jim Schools from Wyalusing. I'll tell you what, uh, that guy's a Hall of Famer for a reason, and uh, he's always a good time and a good interview here on the podcast this, uh, this time and, of course, many other times before. All right, well, I guess it is just about time to put this podcast to bed. But, uh, again, want to remind all the listeners out there, hey, we've got doubleheader District 4 playoff football action coming your way this weekend on Wiggle 100. That's right, Friday night. Join me from Warrior Country. I don't mean Canton. Montoursville is where I am headed on Friday night as the Montoursville Warriors will host Athens. It's the uh, quarterfinals of the 3A bracket. So Athens-Montoursville, our Friday night game, 7 o'clock kickoff for that. And if you can't get enough of football by then, well, get ready because on Saturday we're back at it yet again as the Troy Trojans will be home in the 2A bracket hosting the Sare Redskins. That's right. It's the Trojans. It's the Redskins. It's Rams. Round two. Looking forward to that one at Alperon Park. Pre-game coverage for that will start around 6.30 uh, both Friday and Saturday nights uh, with those games. So tune in for that and uh, looking forward to some great District 4 football playoff action uh, coming up this weekend and we'll see uh, where things go uh, with that. Again, a quick reminder if you are purchasing tickets, planning on coming to the games, remember PIAAD4.net the website to go and check out for all of the games game coverage uh, here as well. So make sure uh, you get your tickets at PIAAD4.net. Click on the ticket purchasing link. You can go to your game that you are planning on going to and uh, take care of business and make sure uh, you can get yourself into the games uh, that you wish to go to. Alright, remember, give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram. NTL Now Podcast, the uh, address to search. And then of course on Twitter, you can give us a follow as well at NTL Now Pod. So as always, such a great time to sit down, talk some NTL sports. Again, a big thanks to head coach Jack Young from the Athens Wildcats football team, coach Jim Schools from Wyalusing, my guest this week. Folks, kick back, relax, get ready. We've got another big uh, week of NTL sports here leading into the weekend. Good luck to all of our area volleyball teams, cross-country runners, and, of course, our area football teams this week as well. Uh, in the District 4 playoffs, too. Have yourselves a great rest of the sports week. I'm Shane Wilbur, and you've been listening to another edition of the NTL Now podcast, as always, an exclusive production of Circle W Sports. Thanks for listening to NTL Now, your Northern Tier League sports podcast. Keep following the Northern Tier League on Facebook and Twitter for more updates on the Northern Tier League. Audio from the NTL Now podcast may not be used without prior consent. Join us next week for more NTL Now, brought to you by Circle W Sports.